Hey guys, thanks for listening in again. Sorry this episode is coming out a little bit later than usual. I just didn't get the chance to uh, record it. About a week ago, when I was putting together episode 7, I knew I was going to talk about expectations. And I was sitting with a friend one night and we were chatting and our conversation snowballed, (laughs) as it always does. And she said to me, ah, the next episode should be about attachments. And I said, let's see, let's see what inspires me that week. And so as I wrapped up my journaling for episode seven, I found myself landing on, on attachments. And if you listened in last week, you probably picked up on that. So I think this is a pretty hefty one, and I'm guessing it's not one that can be covered in under 10 minutes. We're always uncovering layers to everything, but attachments specifically, I think is humanity's biggest vice. Our world, this life, our bodies, our children, our homes, our memories, our things, they're all attachments. But let's rewind this a bit and revisit expectation through attachment. So expectation and attachment go hand in hand. By creating some form of an anticipated environment, we're giving ourselves a sense of knowing. And as we said in the previous episode, that also gives us a sense of purpose. So you know the age-old question, what's the purpose of life? (laughs) Well, the inability to conclusively answer that question has us going around creating little nodules of purpose in our lives. Our kids, our jobs, our spouses, parents, even charity work, hobbies. Each nodule provides a purpose to wake up for each day. And do they all necessarily fit together for the bigger picture? I don't know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. For some, they might. For others, they might not. But what happens when one of those things are taken away? Does the world come crumbling down? I mean, maybe not to that extent, but how deeply does it disrupt the environment we've created? And is it a way to keep us distracted from going inward? Achieving this purpose that we ponder so much? When we experience heartache or pain, I mean, even physical pain... We're often told to distract ourselves. Just don't think about it. Keep yourself busy. And we do. I mean, we even do it to our kids when they got to go to the doctor and take a shot, or they fall down, or we need them to eat their vegetables. We distract them. We draw their attention to something else. Distract, distract, distract. (laughs) And these distractions inevitably start to feel like lifelines for us. Did you ever notice how when you have a deadline at work or a big project to work on, you can find as many ways as you need to keep yourself from taking it head on? Procrastinate with distractions so much that when we realize there is no choice to procrastinate anymore, that is, we become so high on the adrenaline and that overdrive that the stress numbs us from the experience altogether and we just get it done. So what are we really doing? Are we creating these distractions to uh, numb us from actually experiencing? I'll share with you how I sort of made sense of some of these things over the years. And I'm not sitting here claiming that I do this 24-7, 365 a year. But it is a point zero that I try to bring myself back to daily, if not hourly. And uh, in a nutshell, I believe the purpose of life is to grow and learn 
in order to return to our divine forms and reunite with our source, God. So it's a virtual reality game, if you will. Our souls dress up and create lives in these little towns and live them. Now, whether or not we come into this reality knowing what character we're assigned is still something I contemplate. But the character we chose or descend into, the environments we interact in, the lives we live, I think are all carefully constructed to provide us with a playing field that allows for our most ideal learning and growth environment. We get to make different choices, team up with different people, and do different things all in service of returning to our purest form. And I think the only thing that can keep us or hold us back from becoming so immersed in this reality and believing that it is reality is our awareness. So if you guys are familiar with Rumi, he says, this place is a dream. Only a sleeper considers it real. Then death comes like dawn and you wake up laughing at what you thought was your grief. So what happens when we do forget why we're here? We get so caught up in this little VR. It's not so little, it's more like a really large scale VR game that we lose sight of what our true purpose really is. We become conditioned to stop thinking about what happens after that or on that next level or that bonus level or that level that we need to unlock, I should say. And we just stay focused on achieving all the things we're told to do before we die. We do everything we can't to prevent ourselves from dying and all our actions quickly become driven by preservation of ourselves lives and all the little nodules that we create. We grow more and more attached to this form of existence and because we still have no real control, we try to control it through planning and taking action that is expected to achieve certain results. Okay, <laughs> so let's assume that this is the case for 97% of humanity. We all live that way. So we spend our entire time in this illusionary reality trying to shape and make it what we want it to be in order to avoid death that is inevitable. What happens after that? What are we doing to preserve our true essence and what will come after that death? I mean, again, attachments are not just our lives, things, and children. Attachments exist to our personalities, our bodies, our emotions, love, sadness, grief, lust. They define who we are and we have expectations and we expect and we attach and we attach and we expect. They say true essence of existence is annihilation of the self. The Sufis call this fanat, which roughly translates into to die before one dies. In many verses in the Quran, it says that basically this world is nothing but a pastime, an illusion, an oversized playground. What is it exactly? Where does happiness lie? Is it detachment from all that is and isn't? Or is true existence to be non-existent? And only then do we find the way. I mean, we can think about this for days and days and go crazy in our minds trying to find the answer. God knows how many times I've fallen into this vortex and had to claw my way out of it. Or have someone come in and grab me by the hand. <laughs> but here's my take. And this is just in my own humble opinion. Enjoy life. Live it to the fullest if you can. If you have money, spend it. If you don't, still spend it. Meet people, love people, feel. Wear things that make you feel amazing. 
give and give and give and allow yourself to receive too. Be thankful for all that is, whether it's good or bad. And make forgiveness of both yourself and others a priority. Be mindful, be aware, and try not to get too entangled into all of this. Live every moment like it's your last. And always ask yourself, how is this of service to humanity, to the oneness of creation, in praise of the creator, the life force, the source? If we can put our heads down at night, every night, and reflect on our days, acknowledging we're doing the best we can, and each day we will do better, and then let that go every time, then I think we have a pretty good chance of nailing this. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening in. Have an amazing day.